0: Koinonia, Christian Fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. As you've heard me talk, the Promise Keepers Men's Conference Gathering together again, AT&T Stadium, July 16th and 17th. I'm so very excited. A lot of uh, guys from the River Valley area here are going. And I have on the phone with me, Chairman of Promise Keepers, Ken Harrison. Ken, welcome to Coinania.
1: Hey, thanks so much. A lot of people are probably going. Promise Keepers is still
0: right. alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and on a couple of different levels, obviously, it seemed to go away. But uh, my personal experience with men gathering together, even if it's just 50 men in a room, praising God together and seeking guidance is powerful. I mean, it's palpable when you get men together. God designed us this way, and I'm just so excited that you guys are going to be getting together there in AT&T Stadium.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's actually scriptural, too. I mean, uh, God commanded the in Israel... He commanded the men three times a year, come together, only the men, because they need to be reminded about their identity as the chosen people of God. And he said, I'll supernaturally protect your borders when all the men gather together. And so here we're doing that again. And it's funny how many Christians I've had lecture me, you know, email, social media, the whole nine yards about why, why are you getting only men together? Don't you know that that's controversial and this isn't really a good time. Maybe you should just wait until that's more popular. And uh, gosh, I I think if we were waiting until Christianity was popular, we would have been waiting 2,000 years.
0: Amen. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Well said. Yeah, hashtag whatever offends you today kind of thing, right?
1: Oh, man. Man, Uh, oh, man.
0: You made a comment uh, that is quoted, deep within the heart of Christian men, there's a burning desire to be men of God, be men of integrity, be heroes in their home, and come together in person and lock shields with other Christian men wholeheartedly agree that is fantastic what have you seen you were a cop back in the day you've done a lot of uh youth ministry and men's ministry what are you seeing in our culture today
1: <laughs> oh man well i thought this interview wasn't going to be three hours long <laughs> yeah, <right>. but, uh, <laughs> um The the primary thing, if I was going to say the biggest danger that I see that is really taking root like a dangerous cancer is apathy in men. Mm. They are convinced um, that there's nothing they can do, and the church has done a lot to help convince them. And I don't mean good churches, but I mean the institutional church. The message has been, show up on Sunday, sit down, shut up, we'll tell you what to think, and we'll see you next week. Instead of, hey, jobs to change the world. You know, over and over again, we hear the message of too many churches is come and see, come and see. We've got a big, fancy program and skinny jeans and fog machines, and that is not the gospel of Jesus. The gospel is go and tell, and we don't like go and tell because it involves risk. It involves being rejected. Um, My wife, three days ago, led the third person to Christ uh, in the past year who tried to rip her off. It was a guy from Nigeria was trying to rip her off from ebay and she asked him why she was doing this she ended up in a two hour long texting conversation led him to christ he went out and bought a bible he went to church and he's she's discipling him she led a guy in india who you know called her to tell her that the social security police were coming to her door (laughs) you know i i called my wife when she went to the franklin grand prayer meeting a few years ago in denver and asked her how it went she said i don't know "What, what do you mean well There were 40,000 people there. I figured they didn't need need me, so I went to McDonald's, I bought 30 hamburgers, and I went and fed the homeless and led four people to Christ. Wow. That's the church. This is what we need to be doing as men. And, uh, man, I'm proud of my wife. I'm also terrified half the time. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Hedge of protection, uh, you're claiming that for sure.
1: Yes. yes. The
0: theme (laughs) for this conference, Stand Strong. What does that mean to you?
1: We are being told um, every which way from Sunday right now, we're getting attacked, and I think men feel that. And what men want to do, unfortunately, too many of us, is we want to back up, um, become lazy, become empathetic, or just close in and, and hope that we're going to be okay. And I'm saying you're not going to be okay. You need to stand strong on God's Word. Stand for God's Word with love and humility and acceptance, but God's Word. And, and if you're not sure... What that means? Just go read First Corinthians chapter six, and it will give you a list of of who's going to inherit God's kingdom and who isn't, and therefore you'll be very clear outside of the teaching of the world that is barraging us, um, clear enough to be able to stand strong and say, okay, you know, First Corinthians six says that um, verbally abusive people won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Right. Well. Uh, I'd better uh I better not be that myself and I'd better be free to know that if I know somebody who's verbally abusive I should go and confront them in love and say let me let me show you the way to heaven and there's a whole other list there that someone could look at and read.
0: Absolutely. Ken Harrison is chairman of Promise Keepers. Everybody's getting together July 16th and 17th at AT&T Stadium there in Arlington. Everybody around these parts know it's Dallas where the Cowboys play. And uh, we're giving away tickets to go and also uh, giving you the opportunity. There's also satellite locations. I attended virtually last year, and it was powerful. Two reasons. One, the material. But two, when my wife saw that I was committed to getting together, even if it had to be virtually, she was encouraged and she was praying for me. And I think our wives and the women in our lives want to see us be godly men. Yeah, let me, the
1: stories, and, you know, some people may be listening to this, and I guess we always assume they know what Promise Keepers was, and it was a powerful movement. But I was just talking to a woman uh, a couple weeks ago who said that her father was an alcoholic and a workaholic. He went to Promise Keepers. He came to her dorm room. She was 19 got on his knees, and asked for her forgiveness for being a crummy father. Wow. And Mm. she said, now he's my best friend, 20 years later. Man. Uh, When we took over, we had people who were giving, you know, small amounts of money every month, and we we called them just to see, you know, what's are bringing Promise Keepers back, tell us your story. And we called a woman who's in her 80s, and she said that she has been given $5 a month to Promise Keepers for 25 years because her husband was a pastor, he went to Indianapolis in 1994, and she said, the man I got back was so utterly transformed that I said I would give every penny I had to Promise Keepers for the rest of my life, every wow. offering penny. And then That's... she said, son, I hope you're not calling to ask me for more money because it's everything I have.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Wow. So the stories of transformation, what happens, and, and women sort of go, well, what, what's the deal? I can't explain what happens when there's no women in the room. Men take their stupid little macho masks off, and they're able to be totally authentic because they don't feel like there's somebody around they need to protect or put up a a, a facade for. And men get together and are really raw and real, and they need that. And there's so little of that in our our country today that I'm just saying, we've got to, wives, if you're listening to this, mothers, if you're listening to this, send your husband, send your son, and say, I want you to go get with men of God, and man, it is it is a powerful, powerful, life-changing thing.
0: The website, promisekeepersevent.com, for tickets. Like I said, there's also opportunity for you to win tickets on Spirit 106.3, and I have Chairman of Promise Keepers, Ken Harrison, on the phone with me. I have been, well, I interviewed uh, Dr. Les Parrott last week, and he said, there are going to be wives that their husbands are going to come back and they are going to faint because of the change. And you've just given an example of this isn't just hyperbole. This is really what happens when men get together and are are shown godly wisdom.
1: We have an epidemic of the friendless American male. It is That is the true pandemic going on. There will be 127 suicides today in this country, and 80% of those will be middle-aged men because they've lost their hope, they've lost their identity, and we've got to get men back into relationships. It starts with the Promise Keepers event, and then we have an app. People can get on, you can get it right now, Promise Keepers at the App Store or on the Google Play, and get it on your phone. There's 14,000 men in that right now. We haven't even had our first event yet across the world, and we, our, our goal is to teach men Scripture, get them into discipleship, get them into good churches, and most importantly, get them into small groups of other men Based around their common interests, so we can start creating true friendships. Because men hold each other up and they hold each other accountable in a way that gives value to their lives.
0: Amen. I have a sense of your heart because of uh, a book that you published a few years ago, "The Rise of the Servant Kings." What the Bible says about being a man, and that's what we want, right? That's what what is what we God created us to commune with Him. And to commune one with another, he designed it, and he's given us instruction on how to do it.
1: Well, you know, in a very, very short, because we only have a minute or two left. But in a world history in thirty seconds, um, throughout the history of the world, people had to come together in interdependent communities to survive until the last hundred years or so with the technological revolution and so people always had relationships where they were dependent on each other and they're with each other every day. Men were farming together and they were blacksmiths together and and the whole thing. But today because of all the technological advancements we don't need to be with each other anymore and we haven't yet adapted to what that looks like and so what we have are people in utter isolation and men who are in isolation don't do well. and. We've got to unisolate them and get them into true relationships and friendships. And this is really where the church needs to get vastly better. They've got great women's programs and kids' programs and youth, this, and the men sit around doing nothing. And so there is an apathy that's going on. And I want to challenge the pastors out there that it is hard to do men's ministry because they are so apathetic. But once you wake them up, they can be powerful and they can change their families and their communities. And that's what we're starting to do here at Promise Keepers is say, Guys... The, the world is not going to fix itself. The, the men of God have got to rise up, stand strong, stand for Scripture in love and grace and humility. And uh, if we don't do it, it will continue to get worse. And one day, um, you know, I think about the end of, I think it's Second Kings, where Babylon has surrounded Israel. And the, the, it describes the, the horrors of what are going on, people starving to death. And God says, I looked for one man to stand in the gap, and I couldn't find him. Yeah. One man could have changed that, and people were eating dead bodies and all that stuff. One man, and he couldn't find them. And we see it our growing apathy and this culture declining so viscerally and so fast. Ten years ago, as John Stone Street says, what was unthinkable ten years ago is unquestionable today. And it's not going to stop here. In another ten years, this decline will accelerate even faster if we don't wake our men up to start standing for scripture, to start asking their kids, what are you learning in school? That's not acceptable. Let me get involved in the school board. Let me get my wife involved in the school board. Let me start to teach you children what God's Word says and how that compares to the garbage that you've been learning in school. But until we get involved and start doing something, don't expect the problem to solve itself.
0: Ken Harrison, chairman of Promise Keepers, July 16th and 17th, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Go to PromiseKeepersEvent.com. I'm going to give you the last 60 seconds here to give your uh, elevator pitch.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Hey, in in 1739, um, the out-of-wedlock birth rate in the American colonies was 39%. Alcoholism was rampant, incest, horrible, abusive women, horrible people sort of wax nostalgic about america back in the day and think that it was somehow great it wasn't it was a horrible place to be 1740 the great awakening happening in george whitfield and jonathan edwards um they stood strong and they changed this country into something so powerful that 40 years later the constitution was written in such a godly way that it led to an increasing arc of freedom in this country today the out of birth. Uh, our wedlock birth rate is 39%. And I don't think we're as wicked as we were in 1739, but we're sure heading there. God did it before, He can do it again. Through revival, through prayer, through people standing up and not giving up, we can change this country back into a godly, gentle, loving, unified place. Um, more glorious than it's ever been before. So I'm just saying to everybody don't give up, but get the promise keepers.
0: Ken Harrison, chairman of Promise Keepers, thank you for your time.
1: Thanks, man. I really appreciate it.